Welcome. Welcome to Out of the Box MTG, where we think and play outside the box. And welcome to our first podcast episode. This is uh, this is new for a lot of us. Some of us have done a little bit of podcasting in the past, but this is new for a lot of us, and we're really excited. Um, this is the Out of the Box group, the Out of the Box crew. I don't know what we're going to call ourselves. It'll evolve, but uh, we have a bunch of people here today. So uh, my name's Quentin. Uh, people call me Q. Probably go by that for most of the uh, the duration of the show. So uh, my name's Quentin Q. We got Logan. What's up? This is Logan, Quentin's brother, Q's brother. Happy yeah, we have a couple. Here. We have a couple brothers on the show. Is kind of how this works. Uh, and we got brothers war action going on. Yeah, we. Hey, yeah, let's not though. talk about how we were gonna be the brothers war podcast before brothers war dropped. So trademarks, <laughs> they get us good. Uh, then we have Jake. Yep, Jake here. Um, I'm the other one of the other set of brothers, obviously. And the uh, other brother of Jake is Simon. I'm Simon. And he said, I'm the other brother, so there's nothing else for me to say, but I'm Simon. <laughs> Simon has way more to say than just the other brother, but we're excited. A couple of brothers having fun. We're talking about magic um, and out of the box, out of the box. MTG is who we are. Um, the premise behind what we are and who we are is we want to talk about our favorite game and our favorite format, which is Commander. But we want to talk about it in a way that's outside the norm. I think there's a, a stigma to what Commander is and what it can be. And we want to break that, have some fun with it. You know, there's a lot of opportunity out there. Game's not just about power and winning. It's about having fun. Um, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about fun things. We're going to talk about uh, one way that we play predominantly is through a pre-con league where we all get a standard pre-con, usually from the same grouping. And then we play a league. If you win, you get points and less cards. If you lose, you get less points but more cards to add and you it evolves over time and you watch these decks build it's pretty fun so we'll be doing content around that we'll be talking about opinions hot takes that are probably lukewarm at best um it's gonna be fun we also have a sub stack page where we're gonna be posting this podcast we're gonna and we're gonna be posting uh bi-weekly or weekly articles excuse me we're gonna have articles going up every week talking about the game talking about philosophy um, I think the podcast is going to be a little more loose and fun. The sub stack is going to be a little bit more philosophical and maybe enlightening, maybe smarter. We don't really know, but it's going to be fun. So go check us out on Substack. It's a great little, it's a great platform for people that want to read more long form content, as well as have access to, you know, short form content in the form of, you know, quick bites, quick notes, things like that. Um, but for today's episode, one of the things that we know about podcasting is, we're just a bunch of voices behind whatever podcast platform you're listening on. So we want to let you guys get to know us, get to know our perspectives on magic predominantly. You'll get to know us personality-wise as time goes on. But for where we're at today, we want to get to know each other from a magic perspective. So we're going to go through a couple of questions, questions that we think are helpful, insightful. And if we have guests, we're probably going to ask them these same series of questions. We'll see what happens. Things evolve, things change. But the couple of questions we're going to go through is, first off, your favorite magic card. Second off, your favorite deck that you ever built. Third, the worst deck that you ever made or brewed or whatever. And then the last bit is your most memorable commander game, whether it be positive or negative, the most memorable game of commander you've ever had. So let's start it off. Let's start talking about cards. We'll start with Logan. Logan, favorite card, give it to us. Yeah. Uh, so my favorite card 
uh, is one that I don't even always necessarily put in every deck, but I try to put in as many decks as I can, but it's sneak attack. Um, and specifically, it has to be the double masters art where instead of the goblins ganging up on the dragon, it's the dragon in the background ganging up on the goblins. Sneaky, uh, sneaky dragons. Sneaky dragon. Um, but that is one of my all-time favorite cards. Uh, you know, four drop enchantment. It has, you pay a red and you can put a creature from your hand onto the battlefield. It gains haste. And then at the end of the turn, at the beginning of your end step, it dies and you sacrifice it. Um, but that has always just been one of my all-time favorite cards. I love... Uh, I'm usually known very much for playing like four to five drop legendary creatures. It's- That's what I was about to say. The only way to make sneak attack more <laughs> like Logan is it says pay a red, put target four to five drop legend onto the battlefield instead of creature. And jump through whatever loophole to ignore the last line of text on this card. <laughs> so they stay around. Yeah. Uh, that is absolutely my favorite thing to do. Uh, I'm not much of a tribal player, but I am a... Uh, legendary creature tribal favorites uh that is how i like to build my decks my decks when i start building them normally start with four to five drop legends and then evolve from there so but i see his i see his mox field profile and sometimes i click on one of his decks to see what he's brewing and (laughs) almost every single time i catch it in the early phases of brewing and it's like 15 legends and then his lands (laughs) and that's about all that's there i mean what else do you really need for being honest (laughs) Everything's um, legendary at this point. This is a lukewarm take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Seek Attack has just been a favorite card of mine. Um, uh, it's in, I, I currently have it in my Obeka Brute Chronologist deck that I really like. It's a good graveyard deck. So it likes cheating in big creatures and returning them from the graveyard. Um, but I just, I, I'm big on, on on creatures. That's usually like my favorite archetype to play essentially. So I love having Sneak Attack just to drop in the big bombs I have in my hand. So it's always been a favorite of mine, and I love that art that they did in Double Masters. So that one's up there for me. Speaking of loving big creatures, Simon, ironically, favorite card, probably not a big creature, but a big creature lover. The only so non-creature your... card in Simon's deck. Yeah, truly. This is this is kind of a weird, uh, weird dynamic. Simon, favorite card. This is very true. So my favorite card um, is Nicobolas Planeswalker. If you know anything about magic, you probably know the card I'm talking about. You've probably heard of Nicol Bolas because he's just one of the biggest names in magic. Um, one of the main reasons that I absolutely love him is I started playing magic in 2012. And the dual decks of Johnny versus Nicol Bolas, that was released in 2011. Classic. Dual decks are pretty epic. I'm waiting for them to come back. Yeah, bring those um, back. I love dual decks. They were fun. They were legit. But... So my brother and I, Jake, obviously, we bought the Johnny versus Nicol Bolas. And I remember like just so stoked out of my mind. And it, I think it was like my preview. We, we hadn't played Commander, but I felt like, man, this Planeswalker is my Commander. Like if, if I can draw this guy in my 60 card deck, I'm going to win. And I'm going to have most fun. Good night. Pack up. Let's go home. And it's exactly what like happened. Oathbreaker now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's why like it's, that's why it's Nicol Bolas Planeswalker specifically is because of the dual deck. That's yes. why it's your favorite. <laughs> yeah, because I know I just I know that you love Nicol Bolas generally. So I was curious why you picked that one. Is that the one that heads up the dual deck? Yes, it does. Okay, now, and the Johnny Vengeant, right? The red white yeah. one. Yeah, the yeah. red white one. For whatever reason, a Johnny started red, which I don't understand. But yeah. MLD baby, just so iconic. When I'm cutting, because as we play Commander, we know Planeswalkers 
aren't the greatest in the commander format. Mm, um, that's a hot take. I, 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 okay. I agree. Take. They're keep terrible. Going, going. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so when I'm cutting my, cause I have all five nickel boss planeswalkers whenever I'm brewing or yeah, Simon's brews always start with five nickel boss and then goes, wait, <laughs> this Logan's is a green deck. So what legends. am I doing? <laughs> Simon's like nickel bolus first and foremost. <laughs> And so I will cut all of them except for this one almost every single time if it's if it fits in the deck, just because this one's so iconic. Um, and way back when when I played, every single time I played him, I won um, to the point where Jake, I believe, hid the card for me because it disappeared <laughs> for like months and months and months, just gone. I will so not I had to buy a new tolerate copy. slander. <laughs> and so um, just. My all-time favorite card. You're going to learn later on the podcast that I really am a gruel player at heart. Um, but this mm-hmm. kind of feels, it feels gruel to me in the fact that he's a ginormous elder dragon with a lot of power. And I'm like, you know what? I will make Grixis into gruel smash. I'll Hot take. Nicol Bolas is gruel. Never, I've not <laughs> I've thought of that one before. <laughs> Waiting for the day. No, but Nicol Bolas Planeswalker, my favorite card ever. And ultimate thing is the best, so. Great card. Well, the the nickel boss creature cost ninety mana, so it's pretty gruel. It's fine. <laughs> nah, it's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I think I'm I'm gonna go next here. I'm gonna talk about my favorite card. We didn't have me go first simply because we didn't want you guys to think we were heathens or uh, sadists or whatever you want to call just, us. Just one of us is just, just like one coax, of us. coax them in with the big creatures and yeah, sneak like attack. fun things like sneak attack and nickel bolus. Then you get to me, and my favorite card is Eidolon of Rhetoric. Uh, you players can only cast one spell each turn. It is it is peak. So I was torn. My two I, I love rule of law and I love Eidolon of rhetoric. Went back and forth on which one's actually my favorite. But I am a sucker for uh, I'm a sucker for a good like death and taxes style deck. And so sticking this on a creature body with a decent you know it's a one four. I can block like uh, blockers of commander are a little underrated. So you slap that down. It can you know good blocker, good disruption. Uh, I love it. I love rule setting cards. That's one of my favorite cards in the game is that they kind of set some bounds, set some restrictions and find a way through it. I think, I think finding ways through restrictions is very fun and very cool. We'll probably was- talk about this later on um, when talking about decks and, and, and games, but rule of law uh, and all the things that are lightly stacks that Quentin plays have reshaped how I play commander in a, in a terrifying <laughs> <That's right>. way. <laughs> You have to build lightly differently stacks. when you know for sure that there are going to be stacks pieces. If I can only cast on one spell a turn. Does my deck work? <laughs> yeah. And I it's will not, say, in Q's it's defense, not, it's not yeah. like Winter Orb and Stasis. Yeah, thank you. It's like, you know, it's things like Rule of Law. It's things like, what's the one? It only lets you draw one card a turn or... Spirit of the Labyrinth. Spirit I'm Theros. Of the Labyrinth. I'm a Theros sucker. That's when I started yeah. playing the game was right in the Theros era. My first deck ever was a green-white enchantment creature slap an ancestral mask on like a uh uh the lifelink eidolon the one drop and man you you can crunch some people that that was a great feeling so that also is why eidolon of rhetoric is up there for me is because it has this very nostalgic feeling and also the flavor text is incredible uh flavor text is it is the soul of a philosopher who died of starvation contemplating the universe it's, i think that's great i, I love it so that's my, yeah that's my favorite card uh jake what about you so i uh my favorite card and and runner-up are um 
proof that I have a hard time making decisions. But also, I, I'm very much a player that likes to keep my stuff around in some way or another. I, I am a protection spell dot deck guy. Uh, so my favorite card, though, yeah. is... So if we're, if we're going through the list really quick, just before you keep going, Jake, so Logan, four to five drop legends, Simon, uh, Nicol Bolas, Quentin, any white stacks pieces, That's and right. Jake, uh, 10 protection spells between counters, Teferi protection, all of that. <laughs> Listen, man, if I've got a full mm-hmm. grip, your stuff is not touching. Uh, no, but Savin's Reclamation... Um, for a lot of reasons it's a it's a three drop sorcery that returns a permanent card with uh, mana value three or less from your grave to the battlefield and it also has flashback and it does uh Savin, the the precon uh commander uh, does his thing right so if you flashback Savin's reclamation you copy it and do it again it's sweet um it, it kind of so was i think it was released uh, i don't remember the year but it was at the beginning of white's ascent to to uh, wizard's design and power, it was that was Commander Commander twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen, or was it twenty eighteen? Something like that. Yes, twenty eighteen was uh, was um, Lord Windgrace and the the uh, the Planeswalker suite. So it must have been twenty nineteen. Okay, yeah, because twenty nineteen was yes, it was twenty nineteen. That was Gearhead, Savine, Kadena, and Anji Falconrath. Great deck. I mean, and it, it's great. Great really good deck. Great love it. So Savin's seen uh, reprints. It's, it's. I'd say it's a white staple. It does a lot of yeah. gets your gets your fetch lands back. Right. It was kind of the first. Oh, hey, white can do some ramp stuff. What are we doing here? Um, but the reason I and love white started is, getting cheeky. You know, when they started giving white <laughs> some like some some real fun. You know, white casts a spell and you. Go, oh, that was big. Um, uh, so Savin's reclamation. I like my graveyard. Usually is used it's not i'm not necessarily running carador marindex that are fully used in the graveyard but i like my graveyard to be usable Sivin's reclamation lets you do it lets you do some fun stuff um and and in the light of protection spells my my runner-up is force negation because i'm terrible so but <laughs> yeah amen amen well, if we're being honest though i mean Sivin's reclamation in a sense is a protection spell and mm-hmm. if your thing goes away you just use Sivin's reclamation to get it back you just yeah, get right back and if so. and if Sivin's reclamation gets countered or milled you get two of them it's you not gone it's, it's sweet yep so, so that's my card this is why Jake and I are friends. He's a, he's a fellow white mage. I don't think you get that. I, I don't know if you get that very much in like the MTG content sphere. Everyone out here is talking about Simic and Sultai, great things, but we got a couple Ooh. white mages here. We we love ourselves a good white uh, white card. White's white deck. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty good. You know, we, yeah. we love it here. So. It's pretty rare for the four of us to sit down at a pod and not have white somewhere on the table. One of us yeah. is almost always playing white. It's It's true. Yep. Um, speaking of a deck using white, Logan, your favorite deck, hit us yeah. with it. So my all-time favorite deck, this will be my forever deck always, but it's Gearhead Conclave Exile. We were just talking about Commander 2019. Um, I had been playing Commander for maybe about a year before I got uh, Gearhead. Uh, maybe yeah, a little less. Like than, that. Yeah, somewhere around there. But he was, I had originally bought the Savine pre-con to try to, I knew I liked creatures, but I wanted to try Savine to try something else different. But then I didn't end up loving Savine, which we'll come back to that later. But then I got Gearhead because I really liked his ability and instantly fell in love. Comes in, makes a rhino. When he ever he attacks, you populate. So you're going to make a token copy of something. That is, I love making token copies of things. And that's what Gearhead has now evolved into, um, where he plays a bunch of, 
you guessed it, four to five drop legends that make token copies of things like Delina Wild Mage, Jaxus the Troublemaker. There's the new Ortheon, the Lava Brink guy that he's going to go in the deck, but it's just by far my favorite deck to play. I play out some fun creatures that either ramp or draw cards or do some good damage and then play the ways to make token copies of them and then use Gira to populate those copies to keep them even if they wouldn't normally stick around. It's my, I love the deck so, so, so it's much. It's a great deck. It's yeah. terrifying totally, is what it is. It's truly a master. <laughs> and you heard it here first, Ortheon Lava Break guy. So look him up. Yep. Don't uh-huh. sleep on him. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, Simon so, has great experience with that. Right, yeah. Simon? <laughs> well, I think I was terrible. Say any deck or, or legend that Logan is hyped about, when I see a spoiler and think Logan loves this card, Simon also loves this card. Yeah. <laughs> it is very rare that they don't love the same stuff. Simon and so, I yeah. usually like a lot of the same cards. Kindred so. spirits, if you yes. will. And yeah, I think yeah. we can I think we can thank the like cluttered Walmart magic section for gear because I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure Logan, you and I were just like had an errand to run at Walmart and we're walking past the magic section and just happened to have a gear and you're like, maybe I should just pick it up. And yep. I'm pretty sure that's how he came 100%, home. 100% that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. And it so easily amazing. became my favorite deck. Logan's with us today Walmart because section. Clutch yeah. Walmart. Yeah. yeah. Rarely does the Walmart magic section like come in with, with strong hits, <laughs> but once in a while it, it comes through. Yeah. yeah. No, but it's, I, I love the deck. And one of the things I love about it is that it's gone through a lot of different iterations. I've been able to mm-hmm. play the deck in like four different ways and it's felt unique and different every single time yeah. um, because he does not Great evolution of the deck. It's yeah. It's been cool. Yeah. Which I really like because he doesn't feel like he just does one thing. I can populate different kinds of things. I can just focus on, you know, getting gear to attack multiple times and make 20 rhinos or whatever. But I love the the diversity that he has. Um, and and I really like the colors for him. So yeah, yeah that, I think that'll you, be my think, forever deck. I think that's a theme that we'll see with all, a lot of our favorite decks is they, they tend to be a little bit open-ended because it allows us to be really creative and get mm-hmm. clever with how we want to handle it. Um, but yeah, I also agree that that... Logan and Simon tend to have see eye to eye. And I know that Simon's favorite deck is also a card that Logan's always wanted to build. So Simon, favorite deck, hit us with it. So my favorite deck, and actually side note, I had a Gearhead deck for a couple of years, obsessed with Gearhead, but I gave the reins to Logan when I saw his Gearhead deck do so good. good They usually just eye, okay, how much does he like it? Should I drop yeah. my liking of this card? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. It's like, okay, Logan can win this one. Yeah, I'll win the next one. Just Whatever. like a slider bar of like, all right, I get this one, but you get <laughs> yeah. the next one, okay? And like, yeah, yeah. Um, no, so my favorite deck um, that I ever built, which I actually, it's decommissioned right now, sadly, um, but it's Gyrus Waker of Corpses. Um, so he's a Hydra, Jund. He came out in the Lord Wind Grace Precon. It's one of the backup commanders. Thank you, um, Cat Jesus. This is true. <laughs> I don't know. If the, I guess Cat Jesus. Ten, sometimes it's the uh, what the one that's the the two drop guy that stops. Uh, you have to pay two to tutor. What's it? Leon and Arbiter. Is that his name? Oh yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah. that's ten. Sorry, that I feel no, like coming from the stacks this, player this now. Ignore, ignore what? Yeah, Cat Daddy is more appropriate. Cat Jesus <laughs> is uh, is uh, the other guy. All right, Simon, continue. No, that's all good. So the, the reason that this deck was my favorite, and I'm going to just quickly read a little bit of the card um, because it actually isn't a totally well-known card. Um, it enters to the battlefield with a number of 1-1 counters on it equal to the amount of mana spent to cast it. And so he is Jund and X, but if you just pay right the black, green, red, he'll enter with three. 
And then it also applies with commander tax. So as he leaves the battlefield, when you pay the commander tax, so good scales will, so well. Yeah, he scales. Good design. Good design. Yeah, I love yeah. commanders that scale like that. Yeah, and, and the wording was so was was specifically cor- like because they could have made that the X plus one plus one counters, but they just like the total mana to cast it, so it does work with the command tax. So like, if you don't beautiful. cast them until late game, the f- it's not like the first time you cast it. It's like yeah, oh, you yeah. dump ten mana in, it's yours. So right, I, and I think yeah. I I think I loved that because it was it was sneaky so many times. There were so many times when I'd be playing, and all of a sudden I could get a oh. Master of Cruelties in my graveyard really fast. Uh-huh. Play him on like turn, play him turn three for a three three attack. Oh, sorry, I didn't read the other part. But when he attacks, you can basically reanimate something as a token copy of something your graveyard gets exiled, and it's tapped and attacking, and win that way like so many times. Um, with an anger assassin. Ocran I've assassin. died to so many Ocran assassins from you. I would play like a Strionic <laughs> Resonator, copy the ability, get Ocran assassin, and Master of Cruelties. You know, like. Favorite things ever. Yeah, for what it's worth, Master Cruelties, first mythic I ever opened. I will still remember that to this day. First mythic oh, really? I ever wow. remember That's like epic. open like the first mythic I remember like getting and just like instantly like this card's insane. And obviously this is before I like started getting into commander and everything where it's even better. But like I just remember being like, you can swing and like put someone to one <laughs> it's like so cool. So cool. Love the cards broken. Great, great call out to Master Cruelties. What a great card. <laughs> it, it is. And another one of my favorite cards from the deck was Racto. Is, is his name? Oh, shoot. I'm forgetting the name. It, it's the Defiler. Ractus the Defiler. Isn't yeah. that his name? Yeah. Okay. Oh, the one when you attack and it makes you lose like half your life. Oh, so and you, half skip your you skip so that. You skip the attack with Gyrus. Oh, beautiful. And you just dome them. And they're sacrificing lands. They're sacrificing everything they have. And what a, so what I. a bad deck. I just absolutely loved it. Especially. And because when I was looking up videos, because I was like, all right, how do I build this deck? You know, blah, blah, blah. Everyone was like, this commander's not very good. Yeah, good he luck got, building this deck. He, you know? he was definitely like a little poo-pooed on, you know what Simon I mean? took that personally, you know? I, I mean, did. You bring it back. You got to bring it back. <laughs> I know. I need to. And I, I actually think I will. I, I'm very close to just pulling trigger. But seriously, Gyrus Waker of Corpse is one of my favorite decks. And it kind of reminded me of Gearhead way back when, tokens attacking, fun stuff, but in general. So I just... I love I loved Gyrus. Yeah, Gyrus is great. Um, speaking of tokens and attacking, we're gonna Stop. not do that. Actually, that's that's, that's not true. You're gonna My that's not true. That is not true. You definitely <laughs> it, it, do that. It does do that, but it does it in a very, very different way. So my my favorite deck, um, also my forever deck will always have it. I've gotten you know, like the commander's altered. I got a modify alter of it. Like he's just my favorite. So Daxus the Returned, Daxus and Taxos is what we we aptly call this deck. But it's a, uh, um, it's my call it trauma actually around here. Yeah, Jake has <laughs> has some. He he he's got to talk through some things to get past this deck sometimes. <laughs> um, but it's my it's my white black enchantress deck that um headed by Daxus who. He's what he was commander 2015 experience counter. So whenever I you cast an enchantment spell, you get an experience counter. You can pay three and you can make uh enchantment spirit with power and toughness equal to the number of enchantments. So the deck is all about just playing a bunch of disruptive enchantments with Daxus out in the field and then slowly accruing that value until you land something like a skybind 
with a Daxus out. And once really you do that, underrated commander, let's be honest, really <laughs> underrated. doesn't get enough love. It's a strong. Commander. And, yeah. <sighs> it's one of those ones where you, you pull it out and people look at it like, Oh, Daxus. And then like, I mean, this was Jake's experience. Jake, if you, you can recount it. I, I mean, listen, like. I, so when we start first started playing how many years ago, this was, probably, this was probably three, three years, four years ago. Because when I, it was, we, we were working together and that yeah. was, yeah. And I've been yeah. And we figured out now. we both play magic, which yeah. that's something you should try and figure out with the people in your workplace. Cause <laughs> yeah. then you'll have a podcast. Expose your nerddom years. folks. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I, at the time I played a lot of maybe closer to competitive, but blue based um, Elstra of the infinite Zer the enchanter type decks. Right. Um, and so, you know, we, we get to play and Quentin pulls out his pre I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll see how he does. And I was, it's not just that you lose, but you watch yourself slowly lose and you can't stop it. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> and I'd never seen a deck. Like I'd never seen like, like not a, not a full stacks, but like this, this very unique and you probably speak to it better Q, but just this, it awakened a play style in me that I did not know existed. And it was really traumatizing and awesome so yeah oftentimes once you realize that daxus is in like a good board state it's almost too late to win that game yeah. once you've like, like oh you, what, yeah. what am i using my removal on which of the things yeah it's oh, wait, like you oh, if i remove this then you're gonna kill my creature <laughs> yeah right. yeah it's right. it's it's a wonderful little machine of disruption it's gone also gone through some iterations i've gone a little bit more powerful with it reined it back recently to kind of just have it be a little bit more fun while keeping some of my favorite cards in it you know it's it's a theros you know theros era that's just i, I love those kind of cards dax is one of my favorite characters in the game uh give him some justice wizards we're so close we need some story <laughs> conclusion with this guy um but yeah it's a great deck i love it other people kind of love it um but that it's a puzzle sure <laughs> when when daxus comes out the the table when you know when we're playing we agree it's not quite arch enemy yet but at any point it can be and there's uh -huh. a puzzle to be had and you so. lean into it i i just lean into that i know that's going to happen and that's okay um truly the all-star in the deck skybind give it some you know give it some thought that card is really really powerful you get that com comboed with like a sarah sanctum or something like that and you can make oh man it's just it's glorious Here's my uh, my secret hope is that Ixalan brings us one of the uh, the flip lands like we got the Gaia's Cradle flip enchantment. I want one of those for this next Ixalan set, but for a second Sarah Sanctum because man, that that would be that's just gold. That'd be sick. Why not have um, two ways to make us suffer in the deck? So, yeah, yeah, it'd yeah. be great. More suffering. <laughs> uh, speaking of suffering, I don't. It's actually not true. I don't know if this is suffering. But Jake, your what, your favorite deck? I wouldn't call the suffering at all. But no, you're not. looking at the you're looking at the show notes and you're like, well, which which favorite deck? The suffering reading through this this uh, bit of notes here. But um, no, so my my favorite deck was one. It's one that's currently decommissioned and under reconstruction. Um, but it, it's uh, my Livio Oathsworn Sentinel deck. Um, specifically, it was a red-white mid-range slash a little bit of stacks, a little bit of control. But it, it I mean, it's weird, right? It's a Boros deck. Um, I'll read Livio real quick because he probably hit the bin in your uh, Commander Legends draft <laughs> chaff boxes. Um, bulk back, box. So, yeah, the bulk box. He's uh, So he's one in a white. Uh, for a legendary, he is a human knight, which probably is relevant with the uh, knight precon that just got released, so don't sleep on him. He has two activated abilities. Um, you pay one in a white, 
to choose another target creature, its controller may exile it with an Aegis counter on it. And then you can pay two and a white, tap him, and you return all creatures from exile with Aegis counters. Uh, when I first saw this card, I, I saw the its controller may exile it. And I thought, hey, you know what I could do is be political with board wipes. Hey, I'll cast a board wipe. Does anyone want to save their creatures? That was the idea. It sucked. It wasn't very good. <laughs> um, we iterated iterations. on it. If we're, we're talking about decks that went through iterations. It's man. Been Livio through, has been and, through and because it Because Livio has partner. I forgot. That's that's an important line, right? He's got a partner tech. So uh, he can be ahead of any color decks that's got white um, and a relevant partner. So the the one that uh, was the most recent um, that was, I think, where where he breathed and lived was partnered with elena kessig trapper um usually don't cast her she's just there for the red but she does synergize in adding red mana um with an adaptability to uh for for creatures entering the battlefield it yeah. became a kind of a blink deck. sneak attack by the way yeah <laughs> right exactly <laughs> um well and so what the deck honestly did um i think it did run sneak attack at one point yeah i think it did <laughs> it, it ran it ran sneak attack it ran um scroll of fate which manifests cards from your hand super you're, cool and card. you're essentially yeah you're cheating on costs with with big angel beaters um that have etbs and then you're blinking them out with livia whenever you need to if you need to avoid a sneak attack clause if you gotta dodge a board wipe maybe it's the one i'm casting it got Sarah emissary where, switch it around sarah's emissary oh. you can reset the thing that you're protected from right i'm livia was it was fun because you're kind of i was playing draw go which is a style that I was very used to. I was doing it in Boros and it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, we're iterating him. He's taking an Esper shell right now. Um, I also got a mod fly altar of him recently. So that's, that's where that's going. But um, big mod fly fans here. They're listening. Mod and, fly. Big and fans. for what it's worth. Uh, yeah. Mod, hey, what a, what a guy. Uh, the, for what it's worth, the reason that, that that deck got disassembled was, it wasn't getting a lot of play when we would play because I had to say, are we ready for a possibly two hour game? Right. Because we're talking it did long games. Yeah. Cause it would win in the late game. Um, but it, it, yeah. it the activated abilities and the, the control and the wraths, it, it was very much just a playing and recurring over and over a stone home dignitary to just make people skip their combats. Does right. not close games very fast. <laughs> yeah. And you couple that works. with like Daxus on the field. And yeah. I think we had a Daxus Livio pod one time and we were like, Oh yeah, let's, let's not, do, probably this not do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but he does Thumb embody. Sex is great when everyone's playing it. It gets a little. <laughs> it's a little iffy. And the thing is, he embodies the my playstyle right of protect my stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So whether there's True. angels et being to protect the stuff that he's reiterating those. So uh, yeah, that, that's the deck. Um, that's the guy. Give him a go. Um, if your if your play group is not used to playing with uh, bulk rares, give it a go and you'll surprise him. Is Livio even a rare or is he an uncommon? Oh, he's a rare. Yeah, oh, he's okay. a rare. Okay. I mean, I very think, unassuming though, either way, very unassuming commander that can be truly, in the right deck. Like, he's awesome. And it because a lot of mana, partner, I think you is can part do, of it, but yeah. that's true. There, there is, and red helps. Like you, you get a dot yeah. side in there. That's kind of unfair, but he, he's <laughs> yeah, hungry. Yeah, yeah. He's hungry for mana, but a partner. So you can try your Celestia version, your whatever you want. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh bulk rare commander. We love Livio actually big, big Livio fans here. Um, so let's let's talk about our uh, our worst deck that we've ever made, um, whether it be with bulk rares or not. Logan, worst deck you ever ever made, ever brewed. What was it? Yeah, I I'll go with one that I actually 
built because I, I brew way too much. And so I, I think I would, you know, I'd have too many decks to talk about that I've brewed that aren't actually very good. So, but it was actually one of my earlier decks. I mentioned it earlier, but Savine the Chronoclasm, a uh, really cool deck. And I actually still think he's a cool card. Um, he's a but, sick card. Yeah, he's so. really cool. But part of the problem is uh, he's five mana, which is kind of a lot for a, wants to be a Spellslinger deck. But at the time I was still getting really into Commander and, and kind of into Magic in general. And at the time I really liked Planeswalkers. Um, I thought they were really cool. And so I built a Savine the Chronoclasm like Super Friends deck, um, which is weird because it doesn't really synergize with what, Savine wants to do, which is casting spells from the graveyard and like comboing off with it. Um, but I ended up finding kind of a cool shell just because Savine does say you can prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to him. So he's a really good blocker for planeswalkers, mm-hmm. which is what I liked. Um, but then the main idea of the deck was I was trying to loop as many times as I could and ignite the future, which it says like if you cast it, you exile the top three cards of your library, you can play them until the end of your next turn. Or if you cast it from your graveyard, which is like eight mana to do, you exile the top three and you can pay them without playing without paying their mana cost. So I was trying to do this loop of doing that and just casting like really big planeswalkers off the top of my deck, just really cool, um, and cast them without paying their mana cost. But the deck just didn't really work very well. Part of it was Sabine. Go go figure. Building yeah. like slamming super friends into Savina. I feel like super friends can go in a lot of places just because yeah. they're just generically good. If you're building a spell yeah. slinger deck, you can always slam a bunch of planeswalkers in that synergize with Eight. it. But five mana legend planeswalkers probably were all five four mana. Then, no wow. green, True. no green. So was that, this that Logan's was the awakening. Was it yeah. just like he saw Savina? Was like five mana legend. Five this guy mana. can't be touched. Oh um but yeah so i and i see i still think sabine's a really cool commander and i think he could be built well I he do, is very cool i do think i wish he was four mana I, i'm gonna be honest five mana is a lot in jess guy to, yeah. to have him come down and then kind of not do anything when he comes down he comes out and does nothing at yeah. five yeah it's yeah. Like, he we're, ends up we're all big blocker. fans of him here but there's a, a four-mana version. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, Don't I worry. think at one point, probably <laughs> all four of us have like have attempted or looked at building a Savine deck, but it just never really worked. And and that, like I said, at the yeah. time, this was pretty early in my commander days, so it wasn't a super strong deck. I bought the pre-con and was upgrading it, but even still, it, it just definitely was not one of the decks that like performed how I really wanted it to. So he only stuck around for a few months and I, I played him occasionally for a little bit, but then he just kind of, he felt well, and he got pushed out by Garrett. Once Garrett came along, yeah, it was, was like, all right, sunsetting. Garrett doesn't take any sure. damage either. Cause there's all these rhinos to block. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Simon, what was, uh, what's one of the worst decks you've built or brewed? Um, so I defined worst a little different. I think maybe it's the worst like a, a, a bad experience I had while playing the deck. <laughs> and I actually won playing the deck. So that's not what I'm getting at. Maybe it's bad vibes I felt, bad feeling, yeah. whatever. Um, but it was Simon's subtle flex here. Like, yeah, the worst deck I built just like couldn't <laughs> crush the winning. table. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, ugh. well, there was actually, yeah, all four of us were playing. And it was my deck where I, Aluna Apex of Wishes, my favorite commander ever. I have the, I have the Ghidorah, King of the Cosmos one, super, super hype. Favorite, well, one of my favorite cards 
And I built this deck where omniscience was the only permanent. So that when I mutated it onto it, like a man land or token or something, <laughs> boom, I got omniscience and I just win the game. And I was so hyped about it. I was like, it's unique. It's different. And I just felt like I cheated. Like I was like, oh, great. Oh, I've got sure? six mana. It's like six oh. mana. Tutor omniscience. Put it on the battle. Cast my like, commander. Play all my spells for free. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, you're saying omniscience makes it feel like you're cheating. That's <laughs> wow. I go and, wow. And, and maybe it is just omniscience, right? But um, yeah, Luna died for the sins of omniscience. In your no, deck. really, because any other time I tried to build Luna, I just hated the deck. And so I, <laughs> it, it really is that that time although i won and it was whatever um that really was one of the times that i just did not like i just left with a bad taste like i won but that was the lamest win ever i hate this (laughs) and i think it might have been our last game or something so i was like is that really the way we're gonna go you know and so powerful lessons learned here from uh from simon if you're you know if you build your combo deck you might feel like a jerk sometimes. We don't play a lot of combo in our pot, I guess. Like, I, I will I, say, I, I, one thing I've noticed in my play pattern, you guys may feel the same way, is combo decks are fun the first time I do it. Yeah. And yeah. then after that, I go, it's really ah, exciting so once you get the thing to do it. Get to do it. And yeah. then maybe it's not the case if it's a five, six card combo, but when you pull sure, off your sure. two card combo, you're like, that was cool. But or if I'm maybe spend if, like, an hour, everyone is trying to do a combo, right? Like if, yeah. if, if it's like a rate, you know, almost, not like quite CDH, but if it's like, if everyone's racing to get their combo a little different, but if everyone yeah. else is just playing like a casual attack or something else, right. then it's like, oh, well, that was easy. But, but even, uh, yeah, I mean, the, just the, the, the idea too that, okay, I'm going to devote an hour, hour and a half of my night to games. Yeah. Uh, do I want to play the deck where it's going to do one thing? And that's how it's going to happen. And, and, you know, in some cases in one V one formats, that's what you want to do. CDH is what you want to do. You want that consistency. Yeah, but yeah. I've found in a lot of my decks when they, when I branch from the combo to say, Hey, this deck has kind of three angles it plays on. They all synergize, but it's different. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like I'm playing my deck and it's different every time. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. It makes you feel like you're, you're in control. One of the things I've learned, I've mm-hmm. noticed like when I've played combos in my deck is like, when I get to a point in the game where I'm behind or trying to drive for the win, I lose sight of all the other lines in the deck and I just hyper fixate on this combo is there. Let me get to that combo. And so, yeah, we're like I said, like combo said, controls you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're not big combo players here. No slight to anyone that does. If that's your thing, great. Jake's a medium combo player. Don't, don't <laughs> it just doesn't tend to like tend to ring uh, ring true for us too much. But yeah, I, I just one more quick note on top of that. I I also hate when I draw when I'm playing the deck, excited to you know play the cool spells that I put in or whatever, and I draw the card that I know is the overpowered the dock side. You know, and I think there's cool things I could do this turn, but the right thing is to play dock side and get it. Yeah, game. yeah. You know, like yeah, I, I hate the objectively that. right choice over like. Hey, let's have some fun here. You right. Know? Yeah. And so I, not that I play decks that are crummy anymore, but I, I try to avoid cards where it's like the second I pull in any situation, I have to play this card. It is the card to play every the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And I think that falls into the combo uh, conversation. But cool. Agreed. Yeah. I think we've, we've uh, kind of all started pulling some cards from our decks that if drawn, this card must be played because then. What choice did you make? You That's know? Soul Ring, right? Like, I think I don't know yeah. if we've all if we're all fully there, but I don't like I don't play Soul Ring in my my I'm decks anymore there. for I, I that reason. Soul Ring yeah. from all of my decks. 
I'm not a purist. Yeah. I think I currently uh, have Soul Ring out of most of my decks, but sometimes I put keep it in there. It's a I have Soul Ring in my mono red deck, but that deck did terrible, so it must have been the sign. Are you talking about Ortheon, the uh, Lava Brink guy? Lava Brink dude. Brink guy. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast it's is actually true. the Lava Brink guy podcast. <laughs> Mr. <now>. Lava Brink. <laughs> Uh, if you can't tell the plane that we're on right now, we're in Ikoria. So yes, yeah, uh, that, yeah, uh, we, yeah. one of the questions that apparently no one uh, read through to edit the show notes was favorite set or plane, and Ikoria the uh, has to be the best. By the way, maybe maybe we'll do a plane episode in the future. Yeah. We'll just talk. Yeah. We'll just good talk idea. lore and planes. It sounds like a fun art one. frames. Good Mechanics, idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great one. Um, yeah. So. Jumping back to worst decks, uh, I think the worst deck that I ever made or brewed, I only ever got to play it on MTGO. And I still think this deck's kind of funny. I wish it was better, <laughs> but I built a, a Rakdos Lord of Riots Morphs deck. So Rakdos is the one that says your creature spells cost one generic less for each damage your opponents have taken. Um, and so when you pair that with morphs, as long as your opponents have taken three damage, you can just cast morphs for free. So the entire purpose behind the deck was get as many cards as possible in your hand and slam something down like a perforos, like an impact tremors or something like that. And just play as many morphs as you possibly can in <laughs> one go and burn everybody out. Yeah. Um, Rakdos morphs, a very interesting build. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I, I it'll probably have legs in a few years. The, the deck, the, the concept is so sound. In fact, I think the concept is near flawless. It's, it's an incredible <laughs> concept, near flawless. but when you go down the rabbit hole of Rakdos morphs, you run out pretty quick. As There's one like, does like, go down oh, that look, rabbit this, hole. This card's just not good. Well, this yeah, is a yeah. bad card. Like I I'm I'm looking at the deck list right now, and I is there a good Rakdos morph card? <laughs> I I don't a chroma angel of fury. I was gonna maybe say, are you maybe, sleeping on a chroma? <laughs> yeah, maybe even even blade reaper, but like it's not it's not great you ended up playing like battering craghorn which is a four mana three one first strike just because you could cast it as a morph that's all that like, that's all the deck cares about so i think you could probably power it up by like slamming a bunch of uh, you know big colorless spells in there anyways but to stick to the flavor of it it was all about morphs i never really won but uh it's funny and it's fun but uh, i don't know if it'll ever actually see the light of day so, uh, Jake, what about you? Worst deck you ever brewed, built, whatever? Uh, so this is a hard one for me because I brew a lot of decks. Yeah, um, I, I even brew my existing decks. Like, what can we do with this? Um, and actually, what one one side note is that is a, a one thing that does to me is I have a lot of misplays. I because I <laughs> half read so many cards or go, yeah, I know that card fits in this this theme. So I'm gonna play a card and you guys are like, so that doesn't do what you think it does, or you're forgetting <laughs> to copy there or whatever, right? So that's mm -hmm. a big Jake thing. If we ever are putting our gameplay videos up, you'll probably see a lot of that. Um, and and so when I when I saw this question, I was I looked through my my brew list because I try and keep those. Uh, this deck is probably gonna be sick at some point. Um, I think it's it's probably the coolest deck, but it probably sucks. And it is Jensen Cartholian Druid Exile. 
That's mm-hmm. a two mana Celestia uh, with a five color activated ability. So he's a five color commander, has an activated ability, and he's only cost two mana. For those of you that are paying attention, there are two companions that can uh, align with him. That would be Zerda the Dawn Waker um, and her, or her. It's uh, I think it's a companion her. clause. It looks like a her. Yeah. I don't know. It's a fox. Uh, but it's a uh, companion clauses that all the permanents in your deck have to have an activated ability. And then um, Luris, who needs no introduction, requires that all of the, is it permanents? I believe. Yeah. So again, yep. don't read my cards. Uh, all the permanents in your deck have two mana value or less. Um, I've tried both of them, and, and I think there's a decent Luris building as a partner pairing in Mardu that is pretty decent with Luris. I have yet to see a very good Zerta deck, but Jensen lets you play everything. It's because it's five colors, right? So um, I put the deck together, did some Planeswalker stuff, did, you know, I did it basically. What are the good, not garbage cards? Uh, that are two mana value or less that have activated abilities. And that deck has no synergy. It probably is terrible. But uh, that's the worst deck I've brewed, but you'll see it one day. I, I guarantee at some point this is going to be a house. And and uh, to reiterate, the idea is to have the deck be able to play either companion with no swaps. Yeah, so, deck yeah. restrictions are a fun way to build. Yeah, like, very uh, fun. Yeah, like I don't know if Companion was like the best mechanic ever designed. But You'd be I wrong. Liked... It was. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> but I liked... wow, that's a hot take. They're claiming that that uh, Companion's <laughs> the best mechanic design of all time. Hey, which... we'll have a debate. We'll have a heated debate. <laughs> Arguably one of the most parasitic <laughs> mechanics ever printed. But yeah, listen, if you don't play the uh, Eternal formats, it don't matter. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, but really cool idea to like bring deck, stipu- you know, deck building restrictions yeah. stipulations into your deck building which i think is really cool really fun i i'd still love to see a jensen zerda luris deck that'd be pretty sweet i i we'll, did check we'll zero you, that bad boy just i was gonna say i checked you can't have both uh, uh, companions at the same yeah. time so it would be a coin flip would be the yeah. idea which well, one also, are we playing Loris says cool. you can only have two or less so you obviously can't play zerda in the deck with Loris. that's probably well, yeah so i mean <laughs> but because it's in your deck um, if there was a rule that allowed you to play both as companions, I think that Serta yeah. would not interfere on Luris. But yeah, that was the idea. So that's my that's my worst deck. For yeah. those of you keeping track at home, most of my decks are good, so that's the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, let's, let's go to our last question here. Let's talk about most memorable games, most memorable game of Commander ever that you ever played, Logan. What was it for you? Yeah, so mine was actually pretty recently. So this was just last year uh q you and i we went to magic 30 mm-hmm. in vegas which was honestly super fun like super cool really fun environment we had a blast going and we yeah, didn't know yeah. what to expect going but we had a great time and one of our favorite guys uh, like in the magic community um is part of the mtg goldfish crew but it's uh seth probably better known as saffron olive um and so we were able to find him and they were just playing games of commander outside on the tables. And we were able to like go up to him and he signed our play mats. And they were like, Hey, like we'd love to get a game in. He's like, yeah, this one's almost done. So we pulled up and we got to play a game with him, which was just a really cool experience in general, getting to play. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun game too. Yeah, The game itself was awesome, but the reason why I loved it. So I was playing a brand new deck I just built and it's Jedit Ojanin mercenary. Uh, he's a Bant 
a legend, a three drop legend, but he cares about playing legendary creatures. And whatever you do, you can pay a green and make a two, two cat with forest walk. So the deck was full of legendary creatures. Um, Q, you were actually playing your Dax's deck. I was. Yeah. Seth was playing, uh, an upgraded updated pre-con of, uh, Furcrag, the new uh, mm-hmm. the dragon guy that goads and things like that. But it came down to like the wire. We There were three of us that had to team up against Quentin to kill him. And then, Yeah, there was a lot of no anti, surprise. There was a lot of anti-Daxis slander going around that game. Yeah. I don't know why, <laughs> but man, I really I had to. Try. I had to tell Seth, hey Seth, this is actually going to be a problem if we don't take care of this. And he was like, okay, I get it now. So yeah. we yep. teamed up a little bit to take out Daxis, but then it got to the very end and uh seth's dragon was like huge and it was gonna be um and i had like it was one shot territory at that point like you had one one hit from it and you were dead yeah one hit and i was dead no matter what so like we end up killing like he ends up killing this third player that was at the table um the other guy and then seth is going to his turn i'm like struggling to try to draw something and i end up drawing a raf capuchin ship mage um uh and was which has flash shout out to the weatherlight crew yes and so he goes he goes his turn he's like okay go to combat and i built a decently sized board on my table of tokens and legendary creatures that were getting pumped Mm -hmm. but none of them had flying and so i like was struggling to find an answer was able to draw raft he swung in with uh fur crag i was able to flash in raft to block it to not take any damage and then he tried to find an answer but couldn't and so then it got back to my turn and i was able to swing out so part of that was just it was an awesome you won right i was able to like pull it out at the last minute but getting to play with seth so you beat seth you beat him put it Uh, on your wall yeah so i'll I'll always remember that so just an awesome awesome game yeah it's a great game seth is a great guy he was very fun very lighthearted. awesome super humble was great yeah yeah logan says i beat seth Quentin yeah, in, says, your, in your inner Twitter bio. Quentin says, I taught Seth the power of Dexas. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> man, you know, Beautiful. preach the good word. If I lose every game but the good word gets spread, hey, it's a fight I'm willing to fight. <laughs> hey, I, I will say I didn't participate in that in the slightest because I wasn't there. I did participate in listening to the Goldfish podcast where they talked about Magic 30. Yeah. And I was just waiting to hear about the game. They didn't talk about it. I think they were still traumatized, probably, but yeah, I was hopeful. <laughs> hey, yeah. scars take time to heal. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Simon, yeah, that was a great you, game. Super fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Simon, what's uh, one of your most memorable commander games? So, my most memorable commander game was in 2018. It was like end of 2018, going into 2019. This is like almost for the spark territory we are we are in ravnica or whatever um gay watch right they're the big heroes nickel Bolas is the big baddie so i'm playing it was a, it was 1v1v1 right so it's three-way commander game between myself my brother jake and my other brother calvin and i'm playing nickel Bolas the ravager the flip walker jake was playing jace Vrin's prodigy right the flip the jace magic goaded flip walker goaded card insane yeah that jace is sweet he's very good and the way jake made the deck was very annoying um very annoying and, and then calvin was playing kytheon it's like the gideon flip and mm-hmm. so it's a little and we love to play this way it's a little like oathbreaker or not oathbreaker sorry gatewatch kind of, it was like oathbreaker like, but with legendaries before oathbreaker right true true um 
And so yeah, we're hipster here. We played Oathbreaker before it was a thing. Let's get it. Um, so we're playing this game, and Jake's Jace deck is just like counters galore and mill galore. That's the way he won the game. It's just like I'm Those countering are the two favorite, you do. Uh, two favorite mechanics in the yeah. <laughs> better than companion actually on the tier list. Counter target spell, mill target player. <laughs> So it's just like countering, milling, and I think he had like some game control, right, of things. My Nickel Bolas deck at that time, um, I, and this was a time we're all playing the free counters, we're playing Expropriates, we're playing Omniscient. Like this was a very, you call it toxic, time in our, time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we were just like, well, I play Expropriate and I'm going to win. You can all watch me take my three turns. You know, or whatever learned it is. learned how to play some civilized commander. <laughs> yeah. Barbarians back then. <laughs> And so I remember, so Calvin wasn't doing a whole lot. I mean, he was playing mono white and back then wasn't anything great. Um, and priest of reclamation. Yeah. And I cast an expropriate trying to win the game. I also played the Eldrazi in my deck. So I was like, okay, I'm cast an expropriate. I'm going to get to an Eldrazi. I'm going to win the game. Um, I cast my expropriate. Jake tries to counter it. With one of the, just like a regular generic counter spell, I respond countering it. He responds countering my counter. I respond countering his counter. Like we both had full hands and like three or four counters of each of us was on the stack. And it was like the coolest thing ever. Like every, like after the third one, we both like every time we played one, it's like, what's going on? You ever done an 18 like, for one? This sounds like my hell. <laughs> just like endless counter spells on the stack. It, it was just, insane and obviously i think we had seven each i think it was a full grip because we were we also had stuff that was if i remember right you're kind of we're drawing into things off those casts so yeah yeah and we man i mean my counter spell won i resolved my expropriate drew into my (laughs) win con and i won and it was just like you know the big baddie nickel bolas outsmarted jace and he won like it was just the coolest thing ever um, it was back in the glory days of Nickel Boss. I didn't care about how my opponents felt when I just countered them to death and played Eldrazi. <laughs> so those were super, that, that was my most memorable game, probably of all time forever. I mean, it's been five years and nothing's trumped it. So we'll yeah. see if it stays that way. But yeah, best game ever. Yeah, it sounds great. I mean, actually, it doesn't. I, I, that sounds, that sounds wild. And no, listen, listen, <laughs> if that happened today in today's day, you just would, watch me and Simon dump all our resources cool. and all I, I would, you, and you'd be like, sweet, I'm gonna win now because these guys are just gonna go I would, 18 I would for be, one. I'd be smiling for sure. <laughs> um yeah, I think my most memorable game, speaking of Jake's love of Mill, it's definitely a strategy that he oh. Mill gets a bad rap. I don't I don't mind it. I don't I I like you mill me out, great. Like it's it's blue burn. I'm here for it. But we are playing a game. Daxus has come up a lot. This is a theme. I love the deck. So I, we were playing Daxus. Jake, I don't remember who, what else everyone else was playing. I don't remember I don't who remember. was in the pod. I think Logan did there. Matter. Simon, I don't think you were I don't think at the I was, time. I think I was in Brazil, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was playing Anawan, an Anawan mill deck. And he had milled the other two players out. And it was down to he and I. And I drew a Necropotent in my Daxus deck, which is the most powerful card I probably play in that deck. I don't play a lot of heavy hitters, but that's, that's one of the few that I've kept in there. And so I cast my necro and necro says you don't draw a card. Like it, it prevents you from drawing cards and you, you pay life to exile cards to put them in your hand at the end of your turn. Um, 
but it specifically turns off card draw. And so Jake had successfully milled me out, but I had Necro on board, so I couldn't draw and die. Like That's how mill kills you, is you draw from an empty library. But if you can't draw, you can't die. And so he... He had to he had to find a way to either A, get rid of Necro or B, um, force me to draw cards. Like if, you, if there's like a card draw spell or something like that, he could force me to draw a card. Yeah, um, he didn't have like enough like rogues to like be on board to like kill with damage. No, going to be happening anytime soon. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. we're talking this is uh, this is late game Daxus. We're talking we're pumping out spirit after spirit. And they're usually like yeah. seven sevens at this point. Three mana seven sevens. It's just and, great. and for the record, my deck list I, I was looking at the time. I had just a feed the swarm left as the only way. I had no way to make you draw. I had if I can find feed the swarm, that's all we get. Yeah, so it was it was a race to the bottom at that point, really. Um, but somehow I pull out a win. I with no library, Daxus on board. All I, I just kept activating Daxus, making a bunch so of tokens, cool. and eventually overran Jake. And it was it's one of those games that just like is emblazoned in my mind of like man that was that is a situation that you're probably only going to run into here and it was it was a great game i loved it for what it's worth too when we were writing our show notes and reviewing them i I looked on like oh yeah so q's got my favorite game in there as well because that that game was freaking awesome i mean it's not every day iconic yeah not every day is the mill player that you survive long enough to mill everyone out yeah. It's really not every day that when you do, you lose because you can't really <laughs> lose the job. Because he he had successfully milled out the entire table. Um, yeah, truly wild game. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and I guess we can segue because I had to find my my number two because that that really honestly that's that's a top three game for me. Um, so my my one of my favorite games or, or most memorable games, I should say, um, it's with probably my other favorite commander that's not livio it's vadrock apex of thunder that's for my Coria. Oh. that's the jess guy that so this is the four mana savine because uh you you mutate him for four and his mutate trigger lets you cast a three mana value non-creature um spell from the graveyard there's some combos i i think there's a cdh build of vadrock um at the time it, sure, i wasn't yeah. quite there but i had some combos um and and one thing uh the deck lets me play in in some of that Drago space, um, but it does have a limitation in I want to be casting Badrock, which is a creature. So I, I have that sorcery speed limitation. Mm-hmm. And in an earlier iteration of the deck, I, I put uh, Videlkin Orrery and Leyline in there just so I could respond yeah. with Badrock. That was yeah. the idea. Yeah, a little bit of Flash. A little bit of Love that, it. right? Flash is great until, is cool. until it's cumbersome. <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah. the 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 theme of of this deck being or this this game being memorable is it changed uh, some of my my play patterns. What what ended up happening is I've got Vadrock on board, and I think I had established that there is a combo probably there. Um, I believe I had Underworld Breach down. Uh, well, did I have it? Not yet. Uh, I had a Seal of Removal, which lets me bounce Vadrock. I think he was mutated onto a Dock side, so it was apparent that things could get crazy. And I had some flash speed, obviously, with a ley line out. Um, but I passed turn my hand. I think I had like two cards in hand um, to just see, you know, what was going to happen. And Logan uh, smartly attempted to remove that drop. Yeah. And so I responded, okay, let me respond. And so, and I actually, I remember how it worked, but I sent Vadrock back to my hand, mm-hmm. cast him to, to cast a draw spell out of my graveyard to try and find some more answers. 
Um, and I don't remember, it may have been a board wipe that was on this deck or something like that. But yeah, I don't remember exactly like what the scenario was, but but how it played out is I took a 20 minute turn, turning through <laughs> stuff, found an infinite combo and won. And yep. when it was over, it was like, oh, I welcome to spell slinger, <laughs> but accidentally going infinite with your creature based combo on someone else's turn. It's a cool feat, That's but pretty, I left it's pretty, that game. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and I mean, Vadrock's art is amazing. I, I run a deck of him now that's, we can talk about another time. It's it's a fun deck, but yeah. um, it 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 made me think about how much solitaire do I want to play during Magic? I mean, yeah. drawing cards is the best thing you can do, um, but <laughs> I, I didn't feel like I respected anyone else's time, and and it was an accident. Like, I accidentally went <laughs> infinite, and it, but it wasn't obviously infinite. It was, we're going to keep digging until we get there um so, yeah, so non-deterministic combos are one of those things that it's non-deterministic like, storm combos that yeah that, right? you, you know you're gonna get there but everyone's like what if he doesn't get there is it gonna take for him to get there and, <laughs> and it's me? worse when, when you've uh, like, been building with synergies so all the spells are triggering some mage craft or some gutter yeah. snipes and stuff and yeah. there's just so much to track storm killing artisan yeah yeah so so yeah to wrap that up my my most memorable game is one that i won in a sweet way that made me actually shelf that deck for about a year until i retooled it so um and it, a game that i don't remember crazily in a fond way but um but it was it was memorable <laughs> for sure the best wins scar a few folks along the way that's what we've <laughs> learned here tonight um but yeah lots of fun lots of fun cards lots of fun games lots of fun decks i mean this is we wanted to start with this because this is what we're about. You know, it's it's fun. It's kind of it's lighthearted, but we all have our preferences. We play a little bit differently than I think a lot of the mainstream kind of psyche of of Commander is. And so, yeah, great having you all here. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks time talking about some more nonsense, more things out of the box, thinking outside the realm, outside of the normal. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.